0: Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Atkins.
1: And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are diving into Twin Peaks Season 2, Episode 18.
0: <sighs> oh my gosh, what is it called? Oh, On the Wings of Love. Yes.
1: Which is such an
0: appropriate title. It's so yes. random. But I out- I loved this episode.
1: <laughs> Me too. It was like, I don't know, we got like great characters. Like making an appearance. We got like a fun, like adventure aspect of it that we don't usually get. Yes. And, and it almost made me feel like that whole Owl Cave, which I do have a little mini rant in my recap on today. Um, <laughs> it felt like I was like, Am I watching like, what is it? What was that show called, like Treasures of the Hidden Temple or something? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, this is a cross between Indiana Jones and the Temple of Dune and Goonies with like yes. labyrinth music <laughs> underscoring. It. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. And I just love that they kind of threw that in. I was like, I kind of watched, wish we had like more of it throughout the uh, season.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that was super fun. And the rest of it was all I just I feel like the word I used the most in my notes was cute. Everyone was being so adorable and cute. And I was just like, I love everyone in this episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then we got maybe like a solid 20 seconds of you and I, James, and then they were like, that's all you need. Don't worry about it. You'll never hear from it again.
0: I know. I was like, I just said these people were gone last week, but look at them making reappearances this week.
1: Yeah. But only for, like, a couple seconds, which is all I
0: need. Well, they're officially gone now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But Donna still has plenty to deal with. Some crazy, I feel like it's so crazy that we're just now kind of getting some, like, new storylines which i'm like oh i know it's crazy
0: i know there's so many threads that are like you know because they obviously wanted a third season but It's like <sighs> we're getting so close to the end i'm like should Don't i know. do the recap for the last one just because <laughs> I,
1: mean, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you totally can if you like well it's we still special. have a while before we do it <laughs> right
0: <laughs> but we are going straight into it i can't believe this last one I know if you guys will have anything you would like for us to talk about during our next check-in episode. Cause God, we haven't, I feel like we've barely done any check-ins oh
1: my gosh. for a while. <laughs> yeah. I think the last check-in we did was new year's around then. Right? I know.
0: Gosh, it's Ugh. been forever. Well, we'll have to do a check-in before we do the rest of Twin Peaks. But uh, yeah. So if yes. you've got anything like from the, this section that you want to talk about or from any of Twin Peaks so far that you want to talk about, or if you have something you want us to look out for in the last Four episodes, I guess. Four? Kind yeah. Of, I believe.
1: 19. 20, 20. Yeah. So That's much crazy. happens. <laughs> How have we done so much?
0: <sighs> I can't wait to talk about this episode.
1: <laughs> Me too.
0: So, uh, what else was your first impressions? I feel uh, like I just took over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. I think of like other little fun things that we got because it was a really like, I felt for the most part, it was a very lighthearted episode.
0: Yeah it was all about love you know
1: yeah and so cute yeah and i'm I'm glad we got a lot more annie this episode because i'm like so interested in her character and she's just so interesting and we even got like a little bit of the log lady being hilarious
0: yeah (laughs) and gordon cole (laughs) and gordon cole I'm
1: like, is he my favorite now? Because <laughs> oh he God. was so good this episode.
0: I know that I wrote down after he showed up, I love him so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's just so good. So silly. And okay. So yeah, I do have questions about this whole Jones thing because we get this whole insane like beginning part. And then... <laughs> We don't get a single mention of it throughout the rest of this episode. I'm like, wait, what is happening?
0: Yes, I'm pretty sure that's the only mention we get of it. Maybe we'll mention it again. I'm not sure, but we'll have to keep an eye out. But
1: Yeah, because I'm so That's why I was
0: like, this whole thing, like, first of all, why? What? How? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is the purpose of this? And then that's it? Right. We should have set her up for evil villainy in the future. But maybe they were thinking of that but i don't know it just kind of felt like well we gotta do something because we said we were going to
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i was like she's such a a fun i feel like she was such a devious like fun character and i really enjoyed her like i don't know she felt like she was on par with like catherine martell and all those kind of like big hitters in a way and so i was like i wish we got more of her but i guess we'll see
0: yeah i mean what she did in this episode was like i like you in theory as a character yeah you're very you're you're (laughs) selling whatever it is you're trying to sell but i don't understand the point
1: (laughs) no yeah but maybe we'll find out maybe we'll we'll get lucky and there's a the part that explains it all.
0: Yeah, maybe there's just something I've overlooked over the years. Like, a, a line here or there that's like... Mm-hmm. Because they did say... Cooper does say something about, like, scorned, he, jealous... Like, he wanted uh, to, why her to do it because jealous of jo- his Josie and his relationship.
1: Yeah, Like, he's
0: dead. Why are you doing this, woman?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she has to follow orders.
0: And why the, the whole... Grave. Get it. Wait till he's drunk and pretend to have sex with him. Make him think you're Josie before you try to strangle him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I had some. Yeah, I had some questions in my recap because of like certain like things that she did or used, and I was like, I don't know. I'm like, it's not going to explain, but I have. I guess you would call them theories, but I don't know. it certainly it makes for fun. an
0: interesting first thing in the morning for Harry. Who <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is having a very interesting day.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, but this episode definitely, it gave like Goonies and vibes, Indiana Jones a little bit. And then also like, you know, because of the opening scene, like spy thriller, <laughs> it, was a, yeah. it was a fun one. I loved it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And everyone was so dang cute and falling in love with each other. Just can't.
1: Something's in the <laughs> air in Twin Peaks.
0: I love it. well should i should i do my notes
1: yes please
0: okay there's very little i thought surely that now that we've gotten like back to the final you know episodes that we would have it would have its own wikipedia entry but nope i don't think there really Maybe the last episode of season two has a Wikipedia entry on its own, but it That's barely crazy. even had anything in the IMDb trivia. Like, Huh. there was really nothing.
1: So weird. For such a, it feels like a pivotal
0: episode. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's weird. But it was, did I say, directed by Dwayne Denham, written okay. by Harley Payton and Robert Ingalls. So, all the regulars.
1: I'll say old standbys
0: it came out April 4th. I don't know if I mentioned that the last episode was the one back from their break.
1: Yeah. You know. I remember us talking.
0: But when they did come back from the break, the viewing numbers increased from like 7.4 million to like 9.2 million. So, whoa,
1: that's a lot.
0: Yeah. So I guess time slot makes a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, I was—I just wrote that this was, I already said it, but this is the last appearance of James and Joan, or Joan, Josie. <laughs> For some reason, IMDb always refers to her as Jocelyn.
1: Oh. oh. I like I don't like...
0: think anyone ever calls her that on the show, so it's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like maybe we've only read it in like maybe Secret Diary or there was somewhere where they were like, somewhere I read or heard Jocelyn Packard and I was like, I mean that would be her name. I, I guess. Well, like not really, because she was. I don't know. I would, I would assume well, so she that was...
0: she's Chinese. I would think yeah. she have a Chinese name, but so maybe
1: it's like her her American alias. But I don't know. It's just so weird. Jocelyn. That no one ever calls
0: her Jocelyn, but that's how she's referred to in all written things. That's Jocelyn so Packard. Jocelyn. Okay, but I do have the log lady intro. And I guess I'll read it like the log lady, but it feels the most (laughs) like I could imagine David Lynch reading this. I don't know if I can (laughs) capture David Lynch's voice (laughs) at the moment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just get his essence.
0: I'll just read it in like my normal way. The beautiful thing about treasure is that it exists. It exists to be found. How beautiful it is to find treasure... Where is the treasure that, when found, leaves one eternally happy? I think we all know it exists. Some say it is inside us, one and all. That would be <laughs> strange. It would be so near. Then why is it so hard to find and so difficult to attain? <laughs> this is such a David Lynch <laughs> <It is>. paragraph. <laughs> <So>
1: <laughs> I was like, I can't even
0: imagine the log lady saying it. I can only imagine David Lynch saying it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, or I guess if he's Gordon Cole, he'd be yelling it.
0: <laughs> that's kind of how I always want to do David Lynch's voices, yelling.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's so silly.
0: But that's all I have for notes. Okay,
1: well, should we get to the recap? I'm sure there's Let's lots to talk about.
0: Oh, I guess I could also say the song On the Wings of Love was by Jeffrey Osborne.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can do it. Was I? You know i i don't know that song i probably have heard it before but the whole time All i was like
0: wings of love okay yeah i definitely have heard it before <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the whole time i was like i know it's a song but i can't remember how it goes
0: <laughs> i couldn't get out of my head <laughs>
1: <laughs> well now i'll be stuck in my head <laughs> So, we're on episode 18 on the wings of love and we open in the book house or as my laptop want- wanted to call it the cook house <laughs> and there's eerie music playing and we see it's the officer oh, not
0: just eerie it's like a crazy jazz type of a
1: yeah it's like <laughs> it's weird <laughs> yeah I almost like it's like not normal Twin Peaks creepy music it's very much like almost like scary music like monster yeah. music in a way <laughs>
0: yeah it's like an eerie jazz
1: <laughs> yeah i didn't like it but i did like it <laughs> uh, but we see the officer who was watching over harry knocked out on the floor books scattered mm-hmm. all around him
0: the structure uh, of the book house
1: i know i'm like was that him or was that harry <laughs> we'll never know
0: I, know, I was like, is there more than one body on the ground? But I think it was just the one guy. Right. <laughs> but all the destruction and that guy I was like, oh my god, she's just wreaked havoc on this place. But really it was Harry who wreaked most of the yeah. havoc.
1: <laughs> but as we move up to the bed, we see Harry sleeping, but he's not alone. Jones is moving in on him and I wrote in some sort of seductive ritual uh, <laughs> she is kind of like on top of him and Pulls out what looks like a perfume bottle of some sort, and you know, dabs some on her finger, and is like rubbing it on his lips, and then rubs it on her lips.
0: No, you don't drink perf. I mean, it doesn't have a taste. It tastes like alcohol.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, when she did that, and then you know, the next part is that he kind of comes to, but he like is seeing josie and i was like oh is it like a hallucinogen like is it like a drug or like a paralytic of some sort like what is going on because like right. it would kind of match her like i'm a assassin vibe of her to like <laughs> have these like tinctures with her
0: i know i was like is that poison lip poison why that's would you put it on thought... his lips why not aren't you supposed to put it on your lips and then kiss him
1: <laughs> yeah oh, that's and when she then when she put it on her own lips i was like oh like because Eckhart's gone, she's like, well, this is my last mission. I'm going to die, too. But I guess Ooh. it was just perfume. I
0: I wrote, I honestly can't remember what or why this is
1: happening. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> then we see Jones pull out a cable from her watch. And the noise wakes Coop, uh, Coop, wakes Harry up. And she s- tries to s- strangle him. And they fight. And they struggle Then Harry overcomes her and knocks her out and she falls gracefully to the couch.
0: Yeah, we get a a lovely image of him beating up a half-naked lady. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just don't get why Thomas would want her to do this or why she would comply. At this point, he's dead.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah. I would say maybe he probably told her to do it because I remember in the other episodes, maybe he was worried about, harry coming after him to get josie back or maybe he really was just jealous of their relationship but he's like josie's my property she can't have other lovers i don't know
0: i guess i mean that's the explanation they give so i assume
1: yeah but i'm like he's dead it's the
0: only one that would make any (laughs) sense i suppose but still it doesn't explain her and being like yeah i think i'll comply with this last order
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would be like, I don't really care. You're dead. I'm not doing anything you're saying. <laughs> but yeah, and then he knocks her out. And then I guess he won, which I thought during this scene, I was like, oh, it's is- over. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, is Harry gonna die? And we're gonna, is that gonna be like a really interesting surprise, like twist, which, you know, I really do like Harry a lot, but I feel like it would have been He's such like, a How great- did Maya
0: keep that a secret from you?
1: Right. <laughs> 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 I felt like that would have been such a really like, whoa, that never would have saw that coming. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I like Harry. Especially but... the
0: very beginning of an episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. But no, <nope>, he lives.
0: <laughs> it's just such a random, random, random start to this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, we don't really get any connection, but whatever. It was fun, <laughs> at least.
0: It was fun. It's so like the second time we've started with noir weird. Yeah,
1: hairy. I was like, is this like <laughs> the the last little bit of noir Harry? Is he only noir yeah. Harry when he's drunk?
0: Yeah,
2: pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, I think
1: so. <laughs> oh, Harry! Next, we go to the Great Northern, and we see John's in his room, and Audrey comes in to the door with room service. It, I wrote clearly; she's rotated to shadowing another department.
0: What is the machine that Billy Zane is playing with?
1: I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, It's like water. They don't explain it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I was was like, like, is is it it... an
0: incubator? Why? Is it some sort of like rock polisher or something?
1: Yeah. But then I I saw like the water and I was like, is it some sort of like coffee or tea maker? I don't know.
0: Also weird. They should have explained it or something
1: (laughs) yeah because it was like we opened the shot on it and i was like what am i watching (laughs) i don't know where i
0: am (laughs) i wanted at least audrey to be like you got some heavy equipment in your bedroom
1: (laughs) right (laughs) audrey comes in she drops she drops off his room service and she's kind of being a little flirty and he's being flirty back but also is like trying to be in charge of the situation and doesn't really sit well with audrey (laughs) (laughs) she's just like okay
0: the talk of hammer and nails and being prepared to do what you start i'm like you're not selling this and i'm not buying it
1: (laughs) yeah because it was so weird because like it's not like she was like you know very openly trying to, like, have sex with him or anything like that. She was just being flirty and being silly, and then I'm like, also, to bring up a quote from her own grandfather, that's kind of gross. <laughs> 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 like, what a mood killer. Yeah. Whatever.
0: They're cute, though.
1: They are, really, they are cute, but I just, I don't like him very much. And
0: that, a lot of people don't. I think he's, he's just, they're
1: cute. <laughs> yeah, but he's just, like, not good enough for audrey and that might be my own issue where i'm like no one's good enough for audrey
0: yeah because i mean he is like a successful you know supposedly savior type person mm. who is really nice and knows the family so i mean he's kind of one of the best you can get so i don't know Yeah. <laughs> I Maybe. guess the problem is no one's been <laughs> perfect enough, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> um, he apologizes and invites her on a date. Talks about a jet, and she seems very interested. But she has a meeting with her father at that time. But clearly, she'd rather go on the date. Mm,
0: they're cute. I just don't yeah. This the first time I wrote. Okay, y'all are cute.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is very cute to see Audrey like. Being flirty and then also like having it not thrown back at her. I can't remember what the the word is, but like it's reciprocated. being reciprocated. Yep. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Thank goodness.
1: That <laughs> we go to the jail next and Harry's meeting with Cooper after questioning Jones. He wasn't able to get anything out of her. And all she keeps asking for is to meet, meet with the South African consulate. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you're kind of in a, a far off place to just meet with the South African consulate.
0: Yeah. I think this is where Cooper's like, sexual jealousy is the reason she did it. It's like, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Which her asking for the South African consulate. I'm like, was Eckhart South African? And not Australia. Is that why he has
0: such a weird accent?
1: Probably. Yeah, because like South African is so, it's like a, a mix of British and like whoever the yeah. like indigenous South African population was. So it does, it can sound very Australian. So I guess that's what he was. Interesting. Yeah.
0: I don't know why. He's British in real life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're all interchangeable.
0: <laughs> I miss the side of. Harry and Cooper's friendship, though. I feel like they're back to being like the best of friends. <laughs> yes. Oh, <excuse> me. <laughs> I was going to be singing, but it didn't come out right. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Harry's very clearly hungover still and talks about coffee. And then Coop says he has a surefire cure for a hangover. <laughs> So this cure is to take a glass of unstrained tomato juice, pop a couple of oysters in it, and then drink it down. Unstrained
0: tomato juice.
1: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what, with tomato pulp? But <laughs> <laughs> <Of course. laughs>
0: I think the real cure is to induce vomiting.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much, because that's what happens. But take a, um, then you take a m- mound of sweetbreads and saute them with chestnuts and Canadian bacon. And then finally... Biscuits smothered in gravy, but then you have to talk, then you have to add baby anchovies and then Harry's has had enough. He excuses himself to go throw up in the bathroom.
0: The cure worked.
1: Yes. (laughs) Not really.
0: Because he drank, like, I'm going to say multiple bottles of whiskey last night.
1: Yeah, there was definitely, I mean, I feel like after one bottle.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe it was just one bottle, but...
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there was like you know, there's bottles on the floor, so who knows whatever he got it to. But oh, Lord, but his his hangover cure seems. I'm surprised
0: working. he's functional at all, to be honest.
1: <laughs> Seriously, but then next we go to Harry's office and Coop meets with Doc Hayward, and they are both looking at the bonsai tree on Harry's desk. And as Harry comes in, Coop hands him some. I think it's is it just carbonated water, like seltzer water? <laughs>
0: yeah. I- I was trying to remember. It's like the, uh, there's some sort of a Alka-Seltzer, I think.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. It's going to help with his hangover. Harry asks where the Bonsai came from, and Coop says it was delivered to him this morning. He takes the card on it and learns that it's from, quote-unquote, Josie.
0: I know. It's Mm. like, I'm suspicious. But then it immediately tells me that I was correct. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Things get a little quiet, and the doc quickly changes the subject by mentioning that Wyndham Earl was at his house and that he dropped off his <gasps> next move. Mm. Coop says they need to publish their next move today, but then they hear some, someone loudly thanking Lucy out in the lobby. Oh and God. I wrote, We know this boy from anywhere. It's Gordon Cole.
0: <laughs> I audibly gasped and then screamed in delight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yes. laughs> Me too. I was like, Yay! <sighs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> But as he's about to enter the room, Coop tells Harry to brace himself. And as Gordon (laughs) greets everyone, he hands over the classified portion of Wyndham's dossier. Coop takes it and the camera closes in on the bonsai as I talk about some trouble in Bend, Oregon. And as the camera closes (laughs) in, we find out that the bonsai was from none other than Wyndham himself. with a listening device planted in it.
0: Mm-mm-mm. i was like josie is not gonna send you a bonsai from beyond the grave what are you even thinking
1: <laughs> Ex- exactly so stupid but then you know once we kind of get the confirmation that it's Wyndham, i have more questions because i'm like where is he getting the budget to order a bonsai tree where is he getting the budget to get a listing device that he can hide in a bonsai tree where are all his costumes coming from his makeup department <laughs>
0: <laughs> seriously he does have a lot of expenses for someone who supposedly escaped from a mental institution
1: exactly who's on the run hmm.
0: i guess he probably stole, <laughs> probably
1: stole <him. laughs> it's a lot of stealing i guess
0: yeah he probably like robbed a makeup to store
1: <laughs> probably he's just like let me go to the nearest cvs and just get everything i got <laughs> We flash over to the abandoned milk cottage where we see Wyndham listening in on their conversation. And as we flash back to the station, Gordon lets Coop know that when Wyndham was sent away, the doctors discovered he was on haloperidol, which is the same drug, the when our man was taking. And they suspect that Wyndham was taking it to fake his mental illness. And then I wrote, but maybe it gave him real mental illness because he seems very mentally ill.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very true. It's so weird because the one-armed man was taking it to like suppress his other personality basically. And I don't know how that translates to I'm taking it to seem crazy.
1: I wonder if like
0: maybe it incapacitated him in some way and made him like but I don't know.
1: (sighs) I don't know. Maybe it like has like if you if you don't have because it's probably like one of those things where Like when you take an antidepressant, it's like increasing production of of like a protein or whatever that you're not getting. And so maybe him having those things already, it like overproduced, which would cause some other sort of reaction that seemed abnormal or whatever. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know, but (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) But uh, Coop <laughs> continues to read the dossier and learns that Wyndham was on Project Blue Book, the same top <laughs> secret group <laughs> that Major Briggs was a part of.
0: He's got to be, like, at least 60, I guess. Which yeah. Which, I guess, makes sense. But it just seems like I thought he was younger than that.
1: Yeah, but I guess, I guess he is pretty much older because then we learned that the FBI loaned Wyndham to the Air Force for that Project Blue Book in 1965. So right. he... It's had to have been, like, born in, like, the 40s, I would guess.
0: At least.
1: At least. But unfortunately, those parts of the dossier are blacked out for national security purposes. (laughs) Lame.
0: (laughs) I bet Garland could read those if he wanted. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe not at this point, but he could have, like, a week ago.
1: Probably. But um, Coop makes mention of some curious linkages. And then Gordon immediately thinks of sausage links and says they should go breakfast. And then he <laughs> spots the bonsai tree and thinks of World War II movies and then <laughs> proceeds to yell bonsai into the tree, <laughs> spiking the readings on Wyndham's end.
0: <laughs> Cole using his powers to deafen yes. Wyndham is delightful.
1: <laughs> yes. I feel like deep down, maybe a part of him knew something wasn't right.
0: i was like he brings all good things to twin peaks i just love him
1: he does (laughs) he's so great but before they head out to breakfast gordon lets coop know that he'll need his black suit back since he's being reinstated into the fbi but not only that he's being issued a new weapon a smith and weston 10 millimeter for (laughs) better accuracy
0: oh again bringing all the good things
1: (laughs) i know and as they head out, we flash back over to the milk cottage where Wyndham is telling Leo to pick three cards. Uh, he picks of three course he's cards a close-up magician. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, so like very basic magic, boring. Uh, so But he picks three cards that are all queens, and on the face of the queens, uh, there are the three pictures of Audrey, Shelley and Donna. And then he asked Leo to find the king, which he does. And it has Dale's face on it. Or I don't know why. This is the one time in this, ever since I've been doing the recap, that I've ever wrote Dale instead of Coop. <laughs> I don't know why. It has Coop's face uh, on it.
0: I was writing there. A list of names. I think because I was trying to decide who to do the deep dive, and I wrote everybody's full name. And then when it came to Cooper, I just wrote Cooper. And then I was like, "What's his last name?" And then I was like, "Nope, that is his last name." It's <laughs> Cooper Cooper. Cooper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is so funny. And then he tells Leo to pick one more queen, the Queen of Hearts, and he places it over the ad for the Miss Twin Peaks pageant, and then places a Joker card on top of it with this whole kind of monologue about. Cooper witnessing some sort of tragic event and he's, something's up
0: he's so theatrical I think um, he kidnapped Leo just so he could have an audience
1: <laughs> oh 100% that's the only reason he's like I want someone that can be kind of like <laughs> amazed by how cool I am even though yeah. he's not
0: I also kind of feel like Margaret's log should have already led them straight to Wyndham. he's out in the yes. woods
1: <laughs> yeah the <laughs> longer should have been like please get this guy out of here <laughs> all right so next we go to the great northern and donna's getting out of a pink car and i was like has she always had this car
0: That's... me too i was like donna has a pink car how did i never know this
1: <laughs> <laughs> i guess maybe since she's been with james the whole time she's been on like his motorcycle but i was like i feel like we should have known that she's had a pink car at this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, she stole her sister's kitty bike in the first episode. <laughs> she had a pink car this know. whole time.
1: <laughs> I don't know. But she follows her mom into the lobby of the she's Great gone, Northern. One of
0: the long skirts of the nineties.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those dreaded skirts. I do not like long skirts personally.
0: No, me neither, but They were such a thing. I remember. I I feel like anytime they're a thing, I have a long skirt, and I always go, "Nope, does not look good on me."
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like it only looks good on like really tall people because if you're like if you're not really tall, then it kind of makes you look even shorter, and it just doesn't make your body look like your body. It just makes you look weird. But whatever, to each their own, I guess. We see her mom and Ben Horn meeting in the hallway. Very interesting. And then then they go down the hall into a room out of view. And so Donna goes to the front desk and asks for Audrey. And then we see some other people checking out. And it's Mike and Nadine. (laughs) And they run into Donna and say hello. And I just wrote, this is so weird. I don't like
0: any of this. I said, is this the best episode?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was really funny.
0: I love Nadine and Mike staring googly eyes at each other after an amazing night together.
1: (laughs) Talk about an odd couple. I
0: I know. It's such a great odd couple. I wish. Anyway. (laughs) I also love that Randy St. Croix is like a regular member of the cast now.
1: Yeah, I know. I was like, hey. (laughs) But Audrey comes out and her and Donna speculate on what Donna's mom is doing with her dad. And then they sneak off to go and spy in and on their meeting.
0: Let me introduce you to the spying section of the hotel.
1: I know. I was like, I like this little team that we're getting. But then they go, we go back to Ben's office and Ben and Eileen are going back and forth over some letters.
0: Very Jane Austen.
1: Very Jane Austen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, eileen doesn't want to keep them anymore but ben wants her to keep them and then ben goes on about how he's a changed man and how she should have been the best thing to ever happen to him i was like okay just like
0: stop touching her ben
1: just i know i was like leave her alone (laughs) but he starts to recall a night they spent together and then she just yells at him to please stop but donna and audrey get there just too late and they miss all of that but they do listen in on some vague talks of a secret and not telling someone that secret and eileen begins to leave and so i have my own speculations on what it is and i would say it's speculation slash hopes that (laughs) donna and audrey are secret half sisters i hope (laughs) that's what i want (laughs)
0: I like when Donna's like, I am going to find out. And I'm like, yeah, you are, Donna. You're going to find yes. out. Yeah, see, <laughs> All your I mother's like this, secrets. <laughs> She's like, okay, I'm done with James. Now I got to transfer over to mom's secrets and get to the bottom yes. of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, this is such a good scene. Okay, so next we go to the double R. And Gordon begins to tell Harry his hangover cure, which...
0: It's the same as Cooper's. <laughs>
1: it's kind of it is but it's also sounds a lot like if you ever had like beef (laughs) tartare
0: i mean not specifically just the same as in i'm going to i'm gonna make you throw up a bunch of disgusting food (laughs) until you throw up (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) but it was funny because he was reading out the list and i was like this kind of sounds delicious to me and i don't know if it's because i love tuna tartar not tuna tartar but beef tartar it's very delicious Mm, but i
0: don't think i've ever had
1: it it's very good if you have a really good quality beef but his king of cure is you take raw meat and you break an egg over it and then you add in some salted anchovies worcestershire sauce and tabasco but harry (laughs) cuts them off and heads to the bathroom
0: (laughs) Uh, him and cooper are so alike
1: i know i like how they're like twinning with their trench coats and their black suits
0: david lynch looks so young
1: i kept thinking that the whole time too because i was like he looks like a baby (laughs) i know
0: i guess i'm just used to seeing him now so (laughs) i know
1: i was like i'm so used to the weather reports that i'm like i guess this was like
0: 30 years ago (laughs) yeah
1: literally so crazy coop and gordon grab a booth and gordon spots shelly and marvels at her beauty very loudly (laughs) and then he okay
0: oh i was just gonna say i i think this line might reappear in the series it's definitely like one of those lines that has stuck with people but i like it when he's like she's the kind of girl that makes you wish you spoke a little french (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) i did love that line it was very funny
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh and he says oh maybe you haven't gotten to it yet
1: (laughs) me uh if i if i don't say it then um, definitely let me know because there was a lot of good lines but gordon goes to the counter to shoot his shot and but of course i'm
0: gonna try my hand at a little counter esperanto yeah and (laughs) i never realized i never made the connection because there's a podcast called counter esperanto and Uh i never made the connection in my head and i love that podcast (laughs) <laughs> it's one of the ones so i've listened to for a really long time
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> kind
0: of a twin peaks podcast kind of like um weird fiction like mm-hmm. what do you call uh oh god the name is escaping me um the cthulhu guy
1: oh oh uh, lovecraft
0: lovecraft Great. and like other people who wrote in like the weird fiction space
1: uh, it's a really interesting.
0: interesting podcast it only comes out sporadically but mm-hmm. i like it that's
1: cool <laughs> Counter Esperanto. <laughs> but
0: I never, I never made the connection. Never made connection. I never even. I don't remember like feeling like th- that line stuck with me, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. But that French when line. Watched something a million times. Funny.
0: Yeah,
1: the, the French line. <laughs> Makes you wish you spoke a little French. But he, go, yeah, okay, he goes to the counter to flirt, and of course he's yelling everything, which really throws her <laughs> off, really scares her. But apparently, like. His hearing aids are very apparent. So I don't know why she's like, why is he yelling at me? Maybe (laughs) she thinks it's like a Walkman or something. But she
2: tells
1: tells him he doesn't have to shout and she can hear everything, which actually scares him because he can hear her perfectly. He tells her it must be some sort of miracle to which the log lady responds, what's wrong with miracles? (laughs) (laughs) She's very upset.
0: (laughs) She's like, don't you flirt on top of me.
1: (laughs) But he doesn't hear her and she says, This cherry pie is a miracle. Gotta have some of that cherry pie. I know. But then he asks for massive, massive quantities of cherry pie and says his socks are (laughs) on fire.
0: (laughs) He's just the best.
1: (laughs) He's so cute. (laughs) At the booth, Coop is drawing a combination of the major's scar and the log lady's scar and a napkin. And
0: but he's not. He kind of (laughs)
1: huh?
0: But he's not. That is not the major scar. <laughs> Three diamonds. Yeah.
1: yeah. It was like, I was like, this is not the same formation. So I guess we're pulling a little, like a little bit of a, we're going to change the shape of it. But I was always calling it a scar, but they're all calling it a tattoo. So if you hear me say scar, mm. tattoo is the same thing.
0: Yeah. It doesn't, it looks kind of like a birthmark almost. The way yeah, it's, it's like, drawn on the skin.
1: It's like very, it's like skin colored almost. Yeah. He then spots something out the window and calls Harry to look at it and they kind of go back and forth on what type of bird it is, on what kind of car it is. And Annie comes and says exactly what Coop said <laughs> and backs him up.
0: Chickadee on a Dodge Dart. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> and they flirt very awkwardly back and forth and Harry observes quietly.
0: I just... And this scene, I was, I was like, I'm just smiling from ear to ear on this scene. Like, it was so
1: cute. cute. They're so overloaded. cute together. <laughs> but as she takes her orders, Coop gives his with a joke, but he can't finish the joke because <laughs> Shelly needs some help at the counter. So halfway through, she steps away. And then Harry asks Coop how long he's been in love with her. And he <laughs> tries to play coy, but Harry knows what's up. And she comes back and he finishes his joke. And of course, she laughs. <laughs> Because they're the cutest. And then Shelly asks Gordon if he wants more pie. Maybe a whole pie. And Gordon says yes. (laughs) And he wants a pen and paper because he wants to write a poem on it. (laughs) I want that pie. I know. Like, how good is this freaking pie that everyone is like, it's a miracle. I must write. And
0: (laughs) I know. We don't really have cherries that much in Florida. So I don't really get cherry pie very often. But I do like cherries.
1: (laughs) I know. I, I keep thinking like I should make a cherry pie because I sometimes see cherry, like a bag of cherries at the grocery store. I'm like, next time I do it, next time I'm going to do it.
0: Oh, Bring me a piece. <laughs>
1: yes. Okay. So back at the booth, Annie spots Coop's drawing on his napkin and says they must have been to Owl Cave recently. And confused, Coop's asks her, what's Owl Cave? And she says that design looks like there's like a design on the wall at Owl Cave. And Harry looks at the design and agrees And this is where I wrote my rant because I was very upset because (laughs) how many times have we talked about owls in this show and has Coop told Harry himself about owls (laughs) and no one has thought to mention that there is an owl cave.
0: Where owls act like bats and live in caves.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I was like, what is wrong with everyone? (laughs) We're just now hearing about owl cave. I I was so annoyed.
0: (laughs) And all off of this spurious putting these two tattoos together, which that is not Major Briggs' tattoo. It was three triangles, not
1: no three
0: diamonds stacked <laughs> on top of each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they're kind of relying on like this whole thing where because there's like some line that Coop says when they're in Owl Cave about how like everything that's led them up to this point or has been like on like chance or coincidence or something and. So I guess they're relying on that. Like he's just fiddling with it and happens to do the exact design.
0: Yeah. I mean, that would be very Cooper.
1: Yeah. But still, (laughs) why has no one mentioned? We should
0: have seen a little of the work process, please. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's see some X'd out like versions. (laughs) Show your work. (laughs) But next we go to the Haywards and Donna's going through her mail when she sees a postcard from James from San Francisco.
0: She must have known it was in there by the music playing
1: underneath. <laughs> <laughs> you and I, <laughs> that horrible song. Just um, you. Hate it. I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but he tells her about life on the road. And that his next stop is Mexico, and I look at the map, and there are a couple more major cities on the way to Mexico. So I guess he's just going to skip. Los Angeles, San Diego. <laughs> it's like, James, you're boring. You're annoying.
0: Go live your life, James.
1: <laughs> I guess. Her father comes around the corner and asks her about James. And then she then asks him about how her mom and Ben would know each other. And he says they probably don't, at least not very well. And clearly not falling for that. She presses on. And he sticks with some story about maybe they're working on a fundraiser together. But Donna seems very skeptical of that. Yeah, she, should.
0: she seems ready to disown her mother already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but just then the doorbell rings and Donna goes to answer and she comes back with some flowers that are for her mom with no card. And she's Poor like, dog. I'll put, and like the way she read the line about putting in the water, <laughs> she was like, I'll go put these in water. And, <laughs> and he was like, Ugh. and I just was thinking like, Dude, your daughter is like an amateur sleuth at this point, and she <laughs> seriously sort of was like figuring out how her best friend was murdered. Like, why would you be? Why would you tell such terrible lies to her? That's She's right. gonna figure it out.
0: <laughs> I know. Do you <sighs> think Doc knows?
1: <laughs> I think he does know, because that look on his face was very.
0: I know. I hmm. Had to write poor Doc because it was such a conflicted look.
1: Yeah, I think he does know, and. It's just going to be one of those things where he was like, it was a different time, Donna. You just wouldn't understand. Family or whatever. He's like, okay.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Not all is what it seems in Twin Peaks, apparently.
0: (laughs) There's still so much to happen. And there's so little time left for it all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Next, we go to the library at the Great Northern. And I love, like, the shot of it. And, like, with the sun coming in, it was kind of fuzzy a little bit. It was a very specific, like... This is an early 90s TV show shot.
0: Yeah, that that particular shot looks like we didn't have the masters and could not fix it. I was like, is my yeah. computer, is is it buffering? <laughs> like, right. for some reason, <laughs> it's this fuzzy. one shot is like not HD compared to everything else. It looks like yeah. actually how it looked at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, which I kind of loved. It was like such a yeah. specific look. But <laughs> we see Audrey looking for a very specific book and she finds it and steps off the ladder when she runs into Wyndham in disguise. And his disguise <laughs> of, of disguise choice, this back. time, is a poetry professor. What'd you say?
0: Said the master of disguise is back.
1: <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> and he's also smoking a pipe in the library, which I was like, <laughs> is someone not going to be like, please don't smoke in a library? <laughs>
0: not a pipe when was it ever acceptable to smoke a pipe indoors or like in the library I mean if you're gonna do it in your model train set down in the basement that's one thing but not in the library right or
1: hotel. <laughs> she's like okay but he lets her know that he's a poetry professor and then she asks if he knows the poem about the poem that Wyndham sent her and clearly he does <laughs> but you know she reads the poem and he finishes it and then he references Shelley, who's the last name of the Po- of the poet who wrote it, and that kind of throws her off because she thinks—I'm sure she's thinking—is he referring to me as Shelley? And I feel like it almost kind of gave him away a little bit.
0: Mm, she well, it was written by Percy was... Shelley,
1: right? But, but she, he just maybe, like she said, might have been the- said Shelley, and then she because they all know that they got it,
0: right? Right. Well, so. So I, I do want to point out that. Marianne Dashwood would be so appalled by the way Audrey read that poem with zero romance
1: in her soul. Marianne would say, move over, I'm going to read it.
0: I can't even... She would definitely be lumped into the Edward category. She'd be like, Audrey and Edward are the same. I'd be like, what? No! No. That reading was appalling.
1: (laughs) But yeah, like, it just... Their whole interaction at the end definitely... Sets off some red flags in Audrey's mind. And I wrote, Audrey, six of those instincts.
0: <laughs> Seriously. All of the women of Twin Peaks by now should have a super heightened don't fuck with my right. instincts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, y'all need to trust your first thought. So back to the double R, Annie finds the Miss Twin Peaks ad. And Shelly asks her if she's entering. And <laughs> basically, she says absolutely not. <laughs> then she starts asking Shelly about Coop. And Shelly kind of picks up on her interests, but Annie denies there being any. But Shelly isn't down. She knows what's They're
0: it. a funny pair. I like them together.
1: <laughs> I do too, because we don't really get, besides Shelly and like Norma, we don't really get a lot of like Shelly interacting with the other women of Twin Peaks a lot. True. So I was like, I kind of like the idea of this being like some sort of a friendship.
0: Yeah. Cause Shelly's always, I mean, at the diner, where she does, but. She's pretty much only with the men in her life. Like Leo, kind of right. kept her That's away from everyone else, and you know, Bobby.
1: Bobby's Bobby.
0: <laughs> that was a big eye roll that you couldn't hear.
1: <laughs> so back at the um, the station, Lucy is researching some chess strategy when she sees Andy <laughs> scaling down from the ceiling on some rope. She thinks and was <laughs> his-
0: from an eight foot tall ceiling. <laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> what would what would be strong enough to support his entire body weight?
0: <laughs> I was like, where are you coming from?
1: Andy. Like you had
0: to have like squished your body up against the ceiling to be able to repel from there.
1: Seriously, but she thanks Andy for his help at the fashion show, and what was that line? I didn't write it down. I should have written it down, but she was saying something like, unlike some sort of dick that we know, and clearly. <laughs> referencing dick tremaine then she asks him what his gear is for and he lets her notes for splunking and (laughs) he promises her he'll be careful but as he gets lower to the ground she doesn't seem very convinced
0: (laughs) and they're super cute too i was like that's just the word for this episode is cute everyone is being so cute
1: it's a very much like like a valentine's day episode like everyone's in love and everyone's being cutie together definitely But in Harry's office, he lets Coop know that they've called in their next move. They prepare for their descent into Owl Cave and let us know that Gordon went to go see the doctor about his hearing problem. (laughs) Which it was kind of cute that Shelly took him. I was like, oh, so
0: cute. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And Cooper in glasses.
1: I know. I was like, I never seen those
0: before. They really got this expedition to Owl Cave, like together quickly
1: <laughs> yeah I have some um, some thoughts on this spelunking expedition
0: <laughs> it doesn't seem like they needed the repelling equipment at all
1: <laughs> no it seems very accessible <laughs> since everyone knows about this uh, symbol
0: <laughs> seriously I'm surprised that the cave wasn't filled with old campfires and beer bottles
1: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> with a ton of graffiti on the walls
1: Right. (laughs) Uh, But back at the Great Northern, we're outside by some waterfalls and we see Audrey's brother shooting some wooden bison statues.
0: Johnny again.
1: (laughs) I know. I was like, we haven't seen you in a while. But Ben goes on some rant about needing some unvarnished truth. And he thinks Audrey is the person for that job. And this is where I think we kind of got cleared up that Jack slash John mix-up, because he calls John F. Kennedy Jack Kennedy. and Yeah, I'm like, I,
0: that's what I was thinking. That's I was why like, I thought he was hey. talking about him. I think he was talking about him, which is why they had two different explanations for what he did in the same episode, and didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
1: was like, Jack, okay, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, he thinks Audrey is going to be that person, that right-hand man for her, and he says he wants someone to be someone that she respects.
0: It feels like he really does, has changed sometimes.
1: It's, okay, so I'm not as convinced <laughs> because he has this whole like, you know, oh, you're, you're going to be that person for me, blah, blah, blah. And then he just shoves off this whole breakfast meeting about the pine weasel onto yeah. her. He kind of just gives it to her and is like, you can do this. It seems, it seems <laughs> like grunt work and something he doesn't want to do personally. True, true.
0: But it's nice that she's finally getting the approval that she so craves yes. from her father.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then another thing that kind of like struck me as weird was like when he was saying the stuff about how he wants someone to be what he wants to be someone that she respects and that he's never really been like a good person. And then she was like, well, when I was a kid and then he just kind of was like, exactly. Like he wasn't listening to her. He was just basically just thinking that she would True. just agree with him. So I don't know. I'm not so convinced. He doesn't really
0: know how to be good.
1: (laughs) That's true. I'm not to the level where Catherine doesn't believe him at all, but definitely needs some pointers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to tell. Yeah. We have to keep her. We'll have to keep watch.
1: Yeah. But then, um, looks like her date with John slash Jack won't be happening. Uh,
0: Derailed date.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then there's this whole, this whole, like, conversation between them Where he was like, how do I be a good person like you? And I just, I don't trust people who are like, I go into companies, flip them and sell them to be necessarily (laughs) great people. (laughs) So he's like, how do I be a good rich person like you?
0: (laughs) How to be good by John Justice Wheeler.
1: Right. (laughs) John Jack Justice Wheeler.
0: (laughs) He's wearing this white turtleneck. I'm like, only in the 90s.
1: Oh, okay. although <laughs> early
0: 90s late 80s <laughs>
1: i do love a turtleneck
0: <laughs> it just looks so time specific
1: it does <laughs> <laughs> the uh now we're finally at owl cave where coop oh, hawk okay. i forgot to
0: say i like that ben gave him a pocket carrot
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just had another one he's pocket eating a lot carrots. of vegetables yeah celery carrots <laughs> maybe he has taken a change <laughs> but now we're finally at owl cave and coop hawk harry and andy are exploring it it definitely does not look like they needed that spunking gear because it looks like there's light coming in from two sides of the tunnel and it doesn't look like it's very subterranean as coop said
0: i was like why does andy have all these ropes if he's not going to be attached to any of them
1: (laughs) right he just kind of falls They find the symbol that on the side of some rocks with a flame symbol above it. We know fire is
0: flashlights and the synth music underneath. Mm-hmm. It's so I know we already said it at the very beginning, but like it's so eighties, nineties,
1: very Goonies,
0: very Goonies.
1: <laughs> but we see this like fire symbol. We always know that fire is very important in the lore of Twin Peaks and the supernatural element of it. Yeah. But as they spot, right, as their flashlight goes over the fire symbol, we see an owl head turn to them. And then it starts making some (laughs) screechy noises and starts flying back and forth above them. And they're kind of like waving at it, ducking, trying to avoid it. And (laughs) Andy just apparently wants to kill it and tries to hit it with his pick, but misses. But he hits right on the fire symbol, which causes a stone to be pushed out.
0: Uh. It must be a booby trap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I was thinking that it was a booby trap. And I was like, you guys are just standing about not ready for anything that's about to happen. <laughs> but as the rock falls, we see some sort of cylinder-like thing come out with a symbol on it. And it kind of looks like a like a geometric owl, maybe, of some
0: sort. I don't know if you've ever seen. I have um, a green ring that I used to wear that has that symbol on it. because I think I have. That plays... Prominently in firewalk with me, but mm. I don't I think this is the first time we see it, but it's considered the owl cave symbol, I believe, or like okay. the owl symbol, I think from it does look like on, a bird least, symbol, yeah, at least by the fandom. so
1: hmm.
0: there's so many symbols in this episode
1: <laughs> it's just... yeah, but they say it looks like a petroglyph, and as they look in, we hear an owl screech outside the cave. Very scary.
0: Somebody says a place both wonderful and strange. Which also feels like a line that I hear a lot.
1: <laughs> it does feel like, uh, yeah. I feel like we've heard it before. <laughs> but next we go to the Great Northern and we see Annie walk in and go straight up to the bar. And she's ordering her first drink. which I ends think up- we
0: actually see some extras get engaged as we're like panning <laughs> oh, <really>? through the <laughs> room.
1: <laughs> I never there's, like, a man that.
0: giving a woman a ring as we pan Aww. past them. And I'm like... This, this love is in the air. to I'm Even telling the you. Are getting engaged. <laughs>
1: should, should have been the Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> but she's ordering her first drink, which ends up being a rum and tonic.
0: Gross. That's not a drink.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, what a bad bartender. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> it's
0: supposed to be rum and Coke.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but Cook comes in recording a message to Diane and he spots Annie. And he's also wearing a black turtleneck. Very Turtlenecky episode. (laughs) He's still
0: in his Owl Cave outfit.
1: Right. Spelunking
0: clothes. And he has his Owl Cave slicked back hair. Yes, (laughs) perfectly
1: slicked back (laughs) for the helmet.
0: I love that he always changes his hairstyle depending on like what's happening. When he's wearing all black, he's got his Mm -hmm. hair slicked back. When he's in his flannels, it's a little more like a curly-ish. But when he's got the, the FBI suit on, it's like a straight part. (laughs) yes (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> he's very into his his style depending on what he's going for this is also a very spy look because he's wearing all black his hair is slicked all the way back Yeah, spy stuff
0: yeah definitely Because I, I believe when they broke into like One-Eyed Jacks he was mm-hmm. wearing the same outfit with his hair yeah. slicked back
1: <laughs> he was because he was, he was in full spy mode exactly <laughs> but he stops recording his message to Diane and goes up to the bar to join her. And they start talking and a little bit of flirted flirting. And they talk about wanting to do things differently in their past. And then Coop spots a scar on her wrist again, but she sees him spot it this time and seems to get a little bit uncomfortable and doesn't want to talk about it right now, but she accepts his offer to help in whatever way he can. It was, I was just saying it was like, it was very like coded language for like, do you like me? Uh, Yeah. Do you like me? Yeah. Like, maybe we should, like, do something about
0: that. Yeah, definitely. They're so cute. They are. I think it was around the time where she was talking about alcohol. Mm. You know, she makes a point of saying, you know, we knew stuff at the convent, but she sometimes acts like she grew up on a spaceship, like she's never heard of <laughs> yeah. alcohol before. I'm like, yeah. you, did, you are Norma's sister, I mean... <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, and what's crazy is that... She
0: couldn't have been in the convent that long either. She's not that no, old.
1: <laughs> no, and then, you know, when she's ordering the drink, she's like, I don't know what to order. I don't know what liquor is, and he sells her rum, and then we find out later in that scene that one of the nuns who should put rum in her iced tea. So clearly yeah. you know what rum is.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need another pass at the writing of the script.
1: <laughs> yeah, this episode was a little funky, but I'll let I it mean, pass because it was... Because the lovers episode.
0: Yeah. Because it was so full of cuteness mm-hmm. and fun yes. spelunking. spelunking. But some of the like, there are a couple moments within the last few episodes where I'm like, could we please like iron this out before we film it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> please. So finally, we go back to Owl Cave where we see Wyndham sneaking about with no spunking materials. Um, I called him
0: Earl in this scene. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i always want to write call him earl i don't know why earl. i know his name is Wyndham earl but i just want to call him earl because
1: <laughs> earl i i've never heard the name Wyndham before now so earl is probably True. like a more anchoring kind of name where you're like i've met plenty of earls
0: yeah maybe because i think of cooper as cooper so he has to be earl as well
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> he doesn't get that same uh, treatment he's not the same as cooper no but he goes straight to the symbol and spots a matching petroglyph right across the cave on the wall inverted. And so he decides to invert the symbol and the cave wall starts to shake and it starts to fall apart and some rocks come tumbling down and we fade out.
0: I feel like, okay, this left me with some questions. Cause first of all, he looked surprised when he got there. Like he, he found something he wasn't expecting, you know, like, right oh, you guys are doing something i wasn't expecting you to do <laughs> and i was also shocked that they would have uncovered the booby trap but left it untriggered like that is clearly something you're supposed to move <laughs> you don't just find right a hole that opens up in a cave with a big stick hanging out of it and you don't you don't touch it you don't move it come on guys yeah i guess maybe it was for the best since it caused some sort of a rock slide or something maybe
1: Well, to me, I'm like, is it revealing something else? Like, what's happening? You know, I guess we'll find out next episode. But he did find the petroglyph on the other side of the wall very easily. So I don't know how they missed that. I would have been searching the entire cave after we got a reveal.
0: Yeah. But it does feel like, how much does Wyndham actually know about the mysteries of Twin Peaks is this something he was at all aware about before he arrived to torture Cooper or was it like something he knew about and Cooper was a convenient excuse to come investigate it or was it because you know like he was on the what they call it Project Project Blue Blue Book Book. So, and we know Cooper is into like you know X-Files territory or whatever they do in their department at the FBI but like I don't know
1: Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, maybe we'll get some good answers next episode. But I would say maybe because he was in Project Blue Book, maybe he seems more aware of, like, symbology in Twin Peaks and kind of, like, there's, like, a secret past of Twin Peaks that most people don't know about. So I'll give him that.
0: Yeah, true, true. He probably does know something then. Because, I mean, Garland knows something about Twin Peaks. Right, and he's on the, well, Air Force, right? Air Force? Yeah. Military.
1: Yeah. Anyway. I think it's Air Force. But what a crazy end. I guess we'll find out what happens in the next episode.
0: Oh, there's... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we're not going to get to it for... We'll only have, like, an, one extra week in between, probably. But... But still. do a tiny break for us. I mean, it'll be longer for us because we're recording this early, so... It that's be true. kind of a break for us
1: <laughs> i know i was tempted also to just like watch the next episode because i'm like i want to know what happens but i'm gonna wait
0: okay you can do whatever you want
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe if i get a wild hair i'll watch it
0: <laughs> so what was your favorite part <laughs>
1: <laughs> um i would say my favorite part of this episode was the double r scene where gordon and harry and coop all come in and Gordon meets Shelly for the first time. And I think it's it's like such a cute scene because we have like Gordon, Shelly and we have the Coop and Annie and it's just like very sweet, very innocent. And we got fun Margaret Lanterman stuff. She's very funny.
0: Yeah, I loved all of the falling in love. I loved Mike and Nadine staring googly eyes at each other. (laughs) I loved the crazy 80s, 90s. Owl Cave spelunking expedition. <laughs>
1: yes. I wrote
0: in my notes at least twice. Is this my favorite episode? <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> it was a good one. I
0: really loved like just pretty much everything except for like, you know, the random script problems. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> or the, the random,
0: I would say maybe continuity errors or something like um, logic issues with what we're trying. What are, what are we saying happened here? Like just bad right. explanations. And yeah. the whole first scene. Yeah. While it makes no sense and it's weird. <laughs> I still liked it for what it was because it was an Me exciting too. way to open the episode.
1: Yeah, it was very like like it was very assassin slash spy. And I really love those kinds of movies and shows and stuff. So it was kind of like a really fun way. Although I just it was it perfume. Was it a poison? I want to know what it is.
0: <laughs> too weird. Too weird. Yeah. Josie's kissing potion.
1: <laughs> the love potion that's what triggered everyone to fall in love
0: i love the love
1: me too this felt like
0: such a david lynch episode even though he didn't write it or direct it but he was in it
1: yeah which was very exciting but
0: i feel like to me he he's the one who always wants to to write the sappy love story
1: <laughs> he does he loves a love story he loves love
0: <laughs> he does it feels appropriate that he's one of those kind of Love stories ish.
1: Yeah, very much.
0: I don't know that Shelly loves him, but it's so cute the way he can hear her.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, he might he might be a little too old for her, but <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but
1: I think she appreciates his silliness.
0: Yeah. I'm sure for Shelley, it's nice to be hit on by like a decent human being for <laughs>
1: right <life>. <laughs> <laughs> and to be like hit on in a way where it's like very respectable like very respectful and very like sweet like it's not like you're hot it's like right like oh very nice i don't know mm-hmm. deep dive yes who we doing?
0: i made a list (laughs) of people (laughs) who we have not done yet who are in this part of the series okay and i made stars next to the people who pretty much we will not get another chance because some of them show up in the return so we could do them then right but there are at least five people with stars Uh. well actually there should be that's one should also have a star because it doesn't (laughs) come back either at least six people with stars I and mean, there's only like four episodes or five episodes left
2: Wow! so
0: here's the ones okay i'll just say the ones from this episode that have stars okay <laughs> the people who are in this episode that have stars are doc hayward okay john justice wheeler annie blackburn lana well no lana wasn't in this one dick wasn't in this one wyndham earl and then there's still garland briggs which, I mean, he's kind of in the return, but he's not. I mean, he's dead, so. But his character kind of lives on in a certain way, but. Right. I just, I think it'd be better to do it if he shows up again. But we only have five episodes left, so. I don't know if we should do two people, maybe?
1: We could. We could do Garland Briggs and.
0: Well, He wasn't in this episode. We could do John Justice Wheeler and Annie Blackburn. Sure. Although I think we probably learn more about Annie Blackburn moving forward, but.
1: Let's do. Let's do John, oh, Jack, Justice Wheeler, and okay. <laughs> who were the other ones you said?
0: Doug Hayward, Annie Blackburn, Merle. We also haven't done Nadine. We haven't done Norma. We haven't done Ben Horn. I oh, don't really. I know that's crazy. There's so many characters. <laughs> We've done a lot of them.
1: Well, should we do John Justice Wheeler and Ben Horn?
0: Okay, that sounds like a good pair.
1: Yeah, they kind of seem maybe two sides of some coin.
0: Okay, let me just find the cards. I don't know if John Justice Wheeler will have one or not. John Jack Justice Wheeler. I hope he does because I would like to get to the bottom of what his name is. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because my grandfather's name is Jack or was Jack and my dad's name is John.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if Jack is like quote unquote nickname for John but you don't need a nickname for So his name is John. I don't know.
0: (laughs) But if you're like a John Junior, maybe you're Jack. Sometimes people have weird things like that. Maybe I don't know if he would be. I don't even know when these cards were made. Like, was it after the show was over, or was it halfway through the run? Mm. Things are looking bleak. Nope. No John, Justice Wheeler.
1: Well, at least we have Ben.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, let's start with Ben's card at least. Okay. Of course, he's a Leo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's His Leo. is
0: August 4th, 1940. Okay. Sign Leo. I mean, yeah, that's... I could definitely see that. I would say Leo or Aries for Ben. Yeah. Likes Cuban cigars. <laughs> Education, Twin Peaks High School, and Stanford.
2: What?
0: Um, okay, what did he say? His accomplishments... I was president of Sigma Alpha Epsilon Fraternity at Stanford University and later served on the Governor's State of Washington Special Advisory Board for Trade and Development. Doubled annual earnings of family business in four short years.
1: <laughs> okay. Wow.
0: Strengths. I have a nose for business transactions and the persuasive powers to close the deal. Weaknesses? <laughs> none. This was clearly made before his breakdown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Right. I mean he's definitely a Leo. I think that's very spot on. Cuz that's what I was going to say.
0: Yeah. I mean, he put on a whole production for his breakdown. So 100% <laughs> <laughs> Leo.
1: <laughs> very much a Leo. I guess for D&D, he would be chaotic neutral.
0: Yeah. I would say he went from chaotic evil to chaotic neutral. Like he changed. Yeah. What do you call it? Affiliations? <laughs> I've been watching a lot more D and D, so I figure it's gonna rub off on me eventually. <laughs> but uh, as for Jane Austen, however, <laughs> hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: he's another one who I feel like could be a secret Jane Austen lover. You know, oh yeah, the way he loves Catherine Martell makes me feel like he would love Jane Austen. Like he loves the insults and thinks it's funny.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: He probably but... relates a lot to like the more evil, like John Thorpe's and.
1: Mr. Mr. Elliot. Elliot's... Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he probably does not like Willoughby, though. Yeah. Even though he's a Leo. No. He loves Marianne. But he hates Willoughby for hurting Marianne.
1: Yeah, Oh, I think he, ha- he loves Marianne. Marianne's probably his favorite character. <laughs> but I feel like he doesn't like Willoughby, but I'm like, you kind of act like a Willoughby to me. <laughs> In a way. <laughs> You're very selfish like a Willoughby, so... It's like that thing where he's like... I would not be
0: at all surprised if he had um, a very exact Willoughby storyline in his youth. (laughs) Exactly. With Eileen, perhaps.
1: (gasps) Hmm. Half-sisters.
0: Sisters. (laughs) So much this episode.
1: (laughs) I was singing that song in my head, but as like, half-sisters, (laughs) half-sisters.
0: My mom I love loved it. White Christmas so much. And I think she wanted to have two daughters who sang Just So. She forced <laughs> them to learn that song <laughs> in harmony. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sing it for her.
1: I can't blame her because it's, it's my favorite holiday movie. I love it.
0: It's <laughs> a good one. Who else did we say? Oh, John, John Justice Jack Wheeler. Justice Wheeler. John Jack Justice Wheeler. <laughs>
1: I always think of that song. It's like John, Jacob, Jinkleheimer's John, name Jack, Justice, Wheeler. Wheeler.
0: Well, we're going to have to totally make him up. Okay. And we haven't really, we don't really know him that well, but at face value, we'll just believe what they're telling us that he is good hearted. <laughs> Something about his uh. company flipping is for the betterment of humanity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd be <mean>, like, okay.
0: <laughs> Maybe he lets the flipped companies still stay in the hands of like, the local people i don't know
1: yeah, don't yeah know maybe he sells money. it to the community that seems very seems very socialist and he doesn't seem like a socialist since he's rich so i don't know he made
0: all that money in the construction business right. but he's only like 24 years old
1: <laughs> right right <laughs> and has a private jet i don't know i because like in some aspects i'm like is he kind of like Ben just like a good Ben so would he be a Leo and just have some other sort of differences Mm. in his chart
0: I feel like he's more of a like a like a Capricorn or something you know like a keep your nose down get your yeah you know work done but -hmm. then also I want to say he's got like a little bit of a cancer or something that's like he's inspired to work for the better or maybe Aquarius like inspired to work for the betterment of humanity maybe an Aquarius that might be a good one. That's, yeah, but he's gonna okay. definitely have some like fire and or water or something. Yeah, because he's he's not like a straight up Eleanor, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, right. He definitely is not guarded. He's very open.
0: Yes, yes. Maybe like a Pisces moon.
1: Okay, I'm with Aquarius, Aquarius with a Pisces sun. moon. Yeah, I like that.
0: Pisces Mercury or something.
1: Okay, and then for D and D, if we're just going off based on what we know, I would say, I guess, an... <sighs> Not
0: a lawful good, kind I of.
1: Guess so. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe neutral, neutral good. good. I would like, <laughs> say he's working with Ben Horn, so <laughs> maybe neutral. Yeah, exactly.
0: Good. <laughs> he still has some like loyalties beyond just what's
1: right. Right, and then for Jane Austen, hmm,
0: hmm. He... would he be more into Eleanor?
1: Out of the. Know. Out of the two, I think he because Audrey to me is a Marianne. so I feel like mm. he would also be. But also,
0: she's Marianne. not emotional. I can, I could never see Audrey crying over leaving a location. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but she seems to be like opening up. I from him, I get big Henry Tilney vibes.
0: <gasps> oh, that is. A great comparison. I love Henry Tilney. He's maybe my favorite Jane Austen man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, he's like kind of like the perfect like male character in Jane Austen because he's always nice and is never rude or mean to end Catherine.
0: Yeah, he pretty much always does the right thing and is funny and smart.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and lets Catherine be Catherine. He never wants to like change her.
0: Yeah. So if we're going to believe what they're telling us, that he's the perfect man, then yeah. I mean, probably there's some Jane Austen lovers who would debate whether they think Henry Tilney is all that great, but I love it.
1: I mean, compared to our other options, he's definitely like the best overall.
0: True. And, you know, a lot of people like to debate whether John Justice Wheeler is all that great as
1: we know from our own. (laughs) Right. i don't believe it (laughs) but what we've been told (laughs) he's very much a henry tilby character
0: yeah well i like it
1: yeah we're gonna have to
0: do two people from now (laughs) (laughs) it's our only chance (laughs) because like even cooper like i was thinking i want to save him for the last episode uh-huh. Although it might have to be him and like of him or something for the last episode. But he uh-huh. is in The Return, but then he plays like three different characters in The Return and mm. the character of Agent Cooper is barely in it at all. Although that's probably giving away too much. but
1: um, I'm just letting it go right over my head. Sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sorry, you're fine. Sorry, yeah, I'm the worst. <laughs> no, I, from what I've heard about The Return it's very like meta and very like kind of different than the Twin Peaks that it once was. So it's like I understand that things are different than basically I'm not reading too much into anything because I want to be fully immersed into it when I watched it.
0: Diane podcast. Mm -hmm. They're a great podcast. I know I've mentioned them before, but I remember them talking about how each like Twin Peaks text, if you will, Mm -hmm. is like its own thing. And while they all kind of go together, they're all kind of they're encapsulated little own piece of art Uh so you kind of have to think of them all as separate even though they're all in the same universe (laughs) so like the series even like season one compared to season two are kind of like two different entities almost but like the secret die of laura palmer is its own thing which mostly relates to it and you can extrapolate as much as you want but it's also kind of could not exist at all
2: <laughs> right
0: Fire Walk with me is also kind of it's, it's definitely way different than the series in a lot of ways but it still feels like Twin Peaks and like the right yeah so it's all kind of its own thing so it works though. Sorry if you guys can hear me eating cheesenuts but honestly I'm starving <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> So all that's left is oh final thoughts. yeah I mean I feel like I've said it a million times. cutest episode. I loved it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. Loved the love the flurriness of everyone, and everyone's fallen in love. And I like the... the.
0: wings of love. <laughs> very apt. <laughs>
1: um, I love the adventure aspect of it and the spy aspect of it. It was just very fun. Very fun episode.
0: Yeah. I really enjoyed it. <sighs> and it's our last Sense and Sensibility Twin Peaks episode.
1: Right, our our last companion.
0: <laughs> yep, our the last Twin Peaks episodes will be Sanditon Twin Peaks episodes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> that would be interesting oh, to see the comparisons we'll make there.
0: I know. It's funny because now that we've been doing this, I feel like we've been it feels like a really long section, but yeah. I guess it has because it's like eight. Did we do eight? Yeah, eight um, Sense yeah. and Sensibilities and eight of these. So that's like Six four 20. months worth. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's a lot. But I feel like now Sense and Sensibility and the second season of Twin Peaks are like...
1: Um, forever interlocked. <laughs>
0: forever interlocked. They're like fused together now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they just work so well together.
0: They really do. Like when I think about the Willoughby scene, I just could put the twin peaks music under it and yes <laughs> <laughs> so perfect
1: <laughs> I love it recommendations yeah do you have one or do you like video first
0: big surprise I don't
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can go first my recommendation today is going to be a podcast i think mm. it's a very popular podcast so i'm just It's more so uh, what I'm enjoying right now, but I've been listening to a lot of episodes of the podcast Criminal, Mm -hmm. which is hosted by Phoebe Judge. And it's kind of each episode kind of looks into, because it's not always about murder. There's always like, there's different kinds of criminal activity that happens in different stories. And it's like a breakdown of those stories and, what happened and you know, if it's like a more recent ish kind of thing then they'll have interviews with people whether it's like the person who's working on the case or like the victim or stuff like that or like family members it's very interesting and just you get kind of like a big like a wide swath you get like financial crimes you get you know like maybe like old like gilded age crimes and you get
2: Ooh.
1: um maybe like 80s like murders and stuff like that and It's very interesting, and I'm really enjoying it. It's very fun to hear Phoebe kind of ask very interesting questions. So I'd recommend that.
0: That's cool. That makes me think I should just, as I did, I believe, in the last episode, recommend the podcast that I was already talking about during this episode, which is Counter Esperanto. Ooh. Let's see if I can get the full title. It's Counter Esperanto Podcast Winds of the Weird. (laughs) And they've been on for a long time, but they only have like, like 40 episodes, oh. but they have all five star, 50, all five star ratings. Wow. So they just have really interesting discussions. And I, uh, I've come very close to reading some Lovecraft because. of them. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I was going to do it one summer when I went on vacation to the beach, and I was like, I feel like I need to read some Cthulhu while I'm at the beach. <laughs> but I never ended up reading anything while I was at the beach. So
1: hmm.
0: But I think I might always... have downloaded it. I, sh- I could still do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could always, um, since we're going on a mountain trip, you could have a Cthulhu mountain trip.
0: Totally. I wish I um, interacted with them more, because then I would just write them and be like, what should I read if I want to read a little bit? <laughs> Because I know he's got some problematic stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Just give me the one that is like the least, most <laughs> user friendly. <you Right>. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think Lovecraft was very, uh, very anti woman and very racist. But I don't know if it translated into his books much because it was all kind of like mystical, mythological stuff. Yeah. Sci fi, maybe. Yeah, I
0: think it didn't necessarily not in all the stories some of them are right. pretty right sure yes
1: some of them are very <laughs> but but
0: also he did like an interesting thing in which he created this world but like left it the rights open for anyone to oh, use
1: that's interesting
0: so yeah so maybe something even within the same vein would be interesting but like you know probably should start off with just at least one lovecraft to see yeah
1: I can imagine, like the very popular one, probably not the most problematic since it's the most popular. But I could be wrong.
0: (laughs) I read this one book once by China Miéville that was about Hmm. Kraken or Cthulhu or something, and I could not understand what was happening in that book. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think of myself as smart, but every once in a while there is some. Thing that is incomprehensible to me, that I'm just like, other people seem to enjoy it, but I cannot wrap my head around
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been I, a long time I'm, ago, so maybe I could revisit it. Yeah. I just, I need things like that. I was like, I appreciate it that they're kind of like really spelled out for me because I'm like, I don't want to have to do too much like thinking in my head. If I'm reading a book, I want you to tell me the story.
0: Yeah. I'm okay to a certain extent of being like, you know, mm-hmm. waiting until you want to reveal to me what's happening, what's happening, right. but um, sometimes I'm just like, I cannot follow your train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more my fault, you know. Well, but.
1: <laughs> you could always give it another shot. Who knows?
0: I should probably get all that, up because I don't <laughs> like to do anti-recommendations during recommendations. So.
1: <laughs> well, I don't think they, um, kind of. you weren't really very specific about it, and just no. the one book. <laughs> right. It's a, it'll be fine. It's not like you said it was bad.
0: Right. It's just incomprehensible.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Oh, well, since our check-in, will be coming up right around the corner. This is yes. the perfect time to write in and tell us what you want us to know. <laughs> or yeah. ask us what you want us to tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tell us. Give us. You can tell us anything. You can give us recommendations. You can give us uh, ideas for what we should do next or ideas on what we've covered already but you can email those ideas to manners of madness at gmail.com you can dm us on twitter at manners madness or on instagram at manners madness pod or you can leave a one minute voicemail on our website at manners of
0: yes and there's also a donate button there at manners of if you feel like giving us a couple bucks we'd really appreciate it
1: yes please
0: we are not Doing a it, Patreon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot of work.
0: We've become lazy podcasters. <laughs> it's a lot of work.
1: Well, It's the only know, way to also, make it
0: enjoyable.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the work that, you know, that we do already is um, unpaid, so. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yes, we're, we're wrapping up our early records, so we'll have a couple weeks of vacation mm. where we don't have to think about podcasts and I can really buckle down and spring clean
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes same here well thank you so much for listening today and we will talk to you guys next week
0: Good night.
1: bye